While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Classroom Brew. If you are new to the podcast, so if you were checking it out because you checked out the Podbean ad or, or that, that contest, welcome to it. My name is Ryan, and uh, thanks for supporting. The, uh, the results, by the way, because we've been doing the, the teacher pep talks, the results of the contest came out, and we got second tier. So hey, we'll take that. So thank you to all those that, all those who, rather, uh, voted for for the podcast ad that we made. I appreciate that, and a big shout out to all the people if you're listening in that also were were a part of that uh, that contest. It was uh, really cool to uh, to hear the different takes on everything, and actually uh, Michael Fleming, his uh, his podcast uh, team, or, or maybe it's just him too. He does a voiceover as well, so maybe he and I can commiserate on some voiceover stuff at some point. But uh, he reached out, which was really sweet. So we've been kind of, I'm, I'm terrible at checking the podcast email and I'm terrible at checking the podcast Instagram and, and TikTok and all that stuff. But uh, he's, been, he's been patient with me with my, my delayed responses, um, especially now that it, it's, I, I think Matt still has the, I don't know, Matt, just Matt, just if you're listening to this, do you still have the email on your phone? Are you still handling emails? <laughs> Let me know. Let me know if I got to pick up some more of the slack on that. But um, but a big shout out to to, uh, to everybody that competed on that and and made it in. And I, I mentioned it was cool to just be part of the top ten because it meant that someone listened to it at the the Podbean team and it, it made it uh, it made it to the finalists, which is pretty cool because I, I don't win shit. So winning second tier, not bad. And and obviously big congratulations to Michael for for your first place finish. That's awesome. Congratulations, man. And actually funny too, you mentioned that he's he's a teacher, so it uh, that's. Oh, the reach of being a teacher, that, that commonality of, of suffering, just it, it expands to the rest of the world. And it's funny that voiceover is also a place where, where that can happen. Um, anyway, so some updates. It's the uh, end of the year coming up here. By the time this episode comes out, uh, it'll be Thursday, so I'll be done with my stuff. I'll just be dealing with the emails from parents that have ignored me all year, trying to do one last-ditch effort. Um, I already had a couple from the same, like two parents. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I'm a broken record with the things that I can tell them and what their child did do versus what their child is telling them. And there's obviously a very big disconnect there. And we honestly, I don't know when prom's going to happen. I'm normally relatively unaware of when prom is going to happen because I don't know if I, I care enough <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Like I'll ask the kids, I'm not a monster. But I don't, I don't personally keep track because I don't chaperone it because I enjoy my free time. <laughs> and also, um, I don't know, if I could do it over again, I wouldn't have gone to my own prom. Uh, no shade to my, own, my old school when I was a high school student or anyone that you know, I spent time with there. But I just, I, I wish I had done something different with that time. 
<laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, when I hear about people that are, uh, my students that are spending uh, literally thousands of dollars on their prom dress, I'm like, oh, why are you doing it? Um, granted, I don't know what the budget will be for, for Katie's wedding dress, but that's a little bit different, right? It's okay if the budget's a lot for a wedding dress versus a prom dress. I'm sure that's a little bit ageist, if you will, uh, toward the younger demographic, if, if you are listening to this podcast. But I, I, I don't know, $1,500 to $2,000 for a prom dress, it, it seems a bit hefty for, for me. <laughs> uh, granted, not a really good barometer of, of dress cost. I've, I just, I don't have that yet, but I'm sure. I, well, actually, no, I'm not going to be a part of it because I can't see Katie's dress or know shit about it, because isn't that, isn't that like bad luck or something? It has to be. I, it for sure is. It for sure is. Um, but yeah, so finals week, who knows if, if I'll make it through. <laughs> and We've officially got less than a week for the students, and uh, even uh, by the time the episode comes out, I keep saying that, sorry, uh, that's when we'll have one week left for the teachers. And I'm really hoping that our final day will be remote. You know, I don't think it will be. And honestly, I don't, I don't mind those days when it's just the staff in the building because you can kind of connect and go around and do stuff. Uh, maybe Peter and I are going to, we found some rat shit in, in his desk. Uh, and it's not from him. It was easily, it's been there for years, but just disgusting. So we're probably just going to replace that desk because as you know, schools are a disgusting place because they don't pay to clean them and they, and they don't pay to like update them or like get new shit. Even my desk, I don't have rat shit in my desk. And the only reason I don't have anything is because he has like these cable management, like alcoves and one of those metal desks versus I've got like an old wood desk from, I don't know what year, but it's super, I should try to find out. Maybe there's like a barcode. Did they have barcodes when they made my desk? I don't know. But um, the point being, it's a good chance to kind of like do some classroom organization. I don't mind it. Even if I don't have much to do, I could always do my last advancement course to move up salary lanes or something like that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm in the minority with that. I recognize. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not in the minority and people like those days as well. But it's relaxing sometimes. It's kind of like forcing you to like, I don't know, re reflect on shit, if you will. And if you don't have a mentor that walks you through that, that can be very helpful uh, to kind of like, preempt that and think about not just curriculum, but like your space. Like I, I did this, this PD on like teacher self-care and a big part of it was making your workspace a place of healing and self-care too. Instead of it just being like, this is the place for stress. And then over here, this is the place when I heal from that stress. It's kind of making it throughout. So it's a more healthy work environment. And a big portion of that was the student centers in your classroom, but also the teacher desk. And I actually, uh, a couple people, so like uh, Chris, who was on the podcast a long time ago, got to reconnect with Chris uh, on the podcast. He was my uh, teacher internship. I wasn't a teacher, a student teacher yet, but it was an internship. And his current classroom, he doesn't have a desk. That's a pretty interesting t uh, approach to take. I, I like to have a place to like set up shop to do all my reports and stuff for coaching and looking over film and just a place to set up shop. But I understand that inclination. I think that's really cool. I've sort of like, honestly, there's only something in like one of my drawers for the desk. It's really just for the surface. 
So I guess it's not that necessary. I don't even have that much on my desk anymore because it's not as necessary for me. Maybe I'll get a standing, I would love a standing desk with like two drawers and it can, you know, I can crank it up or crank it down, but I don't want it to be, I don't want a flimsy one, you know? I feel like a standing desk would be cool. I can give, <laughs> I can give somebody my old one if they want it. There's no rat shit in it and, and that would be sweet. But um, I've noticed, so there's, uh, I'm, I'm walking home. This was maybe a couple weeks ago and I'm walking to my car uh, at the school to go home. And I, I see like one of the other staff members' cars driving over. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I didn't realize anyone else was here right now. And then I see a student in, <laughs> in the driver's seat. I'm like, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> um, but it wasn't. The teacher was with them. And I was like, wow, that's so above me. We're like, as a, like, process this. You're a teacher and you allow students to drive your personal car for the sake of their own driver's education. And granted, I assume that means that the parents for this student are not willing or able or whatever to do it, or just not at that time able to do it. I'm not saying it's permanent. But <laughs> personally, that's a pretty hard boundary for me. In the past, I've had to drive a couple students uh, for like track or football or, or something like that, whether it was like a small group or whatever, just to get them home safely or, or whatever it might be. Uh, and there's a whole paperwork process to fill out for that. But having the kid behind the wheel of the car without like that student driver like secondary steering wheel or like that secondary brake pedal that you can I I don't know I don't, I don't think I could do that I think I, I'll like get donuts for the kids like one time a kid was like can I get some Splenda packets I'm like what like, yeah tomorrow morning can I get some Splenda packets I was like are you getting coffee they're like no just the packets is fine and then there I fucking am at Dunkin Donuts and I've already ordered my coffee got a donut and a breakfast sandwich, and I'm like, can I get some Splenda packets, please? And then, of course, I look like an idiot, because they're like, we put two in your coffee. What are you, Willy Wonka? I'm like, yeah, that's what I am. Can I get those two Splenda <laughs> Can I get two Splenda packets, please? Just like an idiot. And the kid just downs it. Like, did I just, like, is this like drug, like, is, I know it's, it's a sugar, uh, sugar replacement. Different, an alternative form of sugar. But like, am I going to get in trouble for this? I've got tenure, I guess it's fine, but I don't know. So that's, that's my limit. I'm not going to let them behind the wheel of a car, but I will turn my own steering wheel to a drive-thru and get some Splenda packets for that kid. Do you know how stupid I probably looked, by the way? This is at 7 in the morning. It might have been earlier, maybe 6.30 in the morning. And I'm asking for extra sugar, like a sociopath. And it's just me in the car. So it's not like they're like, oh, it must be for like his one-year-old daughter or some shit. Don't have kids. One-year-old daughter, they can't have shit. Can they have? No, they probably can't. Must be for his six-year-old daughter that he doesn't have. And it's just me in the car alone. That's a humbling experience. Like when, like when, uh, when Grubhub, they, you request uh, utensils and, or, or silverware, whatever, the, whatever it is, and they sometimes bring it. But like you order dinner just for yourself, you know, for whatever reason, and they bring you like, eight utensil sets because they're like, based on this amount of food, this has to be about eight people. You're like, no, it's just me, man. Just me with the family-sized fucking dinner. Just me. That rotisserie chicken's just for me, man. <laughs> um, yeah. And I had to spend a lot of money recently, by the way, just to go to a North Shore quick care, basically, for them to tell me to take some Sudafed. Uh, this seemed like a real Breaking Bad 
in its beginning stages moment. Um, and of course, it, it was exemplified because they took one look at my insurance card. They saw the CPS logo, probably, I guess, I bet, maybe. And they're like, yeah, you're going to be out of network here for your, your insurance coverage. It's like, you didn't even look at it. Like, it's Blue Cross. It's not complete shit. Is it just the CPS logo? Because like, I get it, but like, help a brother out. So I paid out of pocket for that. Um, and they basically just told me to take Sudafed because I was worried I had like, I couldn't hear. And I was worried, like, am I getting old? Is it all, is this how it starts? Like, I, I just turned 29. Am, am I going, am I, I actually have a couple grays now at 29, which is not uncommon, but it still hurts a little bit, I bet. Um, but then the hearing issue, and I was like, oh no. But it was just an allergic thing for the seasonal change and seasonal allergies. But yeah, they didn't even, they didn't even look at or look it up. I was like, do you want to type in the numbers? They're like, no, nah, we don't need to, man. <laughs> See, they didn't actually say it's because the CPS logo, but could you imagine? You're just like, here's my, my teacher insurance card. It's from a really reputable insurance company. You might've seen their commercials all over the place. It's right up there with the big boys. They're like, nah, I see that CPS logo. That's like that light shit. That's like how you can't do special features on Kahoot unless you pay for it, but they're not going to pay you back for it at the district. <laughs> it's like the light form. Like when you can have, you can play Wordle for free. But if you want to play Wordle Unlimited or Wordle without the ads, you have to pay for it. So anyone that has it for free has like Wordle Lite, L-I-T-E. <laughs> so that's basically, is that like the insurance? Like we have Blue Cross Lite specifically for teacher. <laughs> Blue, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois. Lite, the teacher's, ins <laughs> the teacher's insurance. It's getting a little bit too teacher pep talky. Hey, teachers. I know your insurance is shit. But when you think about it, it's only coming out of your salary, so you won't really notice it unless you check that PDF of your pay stub. So don't even think about it. Don't even check that pay stub, and you won't know the pain that's been, fe <laughs> that's been feeding that gross detestment inside of you. I don't know where I was going with that one. Don't even think about the pain of your third period right now because you've got bigger problems. And that's that your HMO, because you're a teacher and it's light insurance, nothing is in network. Now it's getting a little bit too, um, it's getting a little bit too like movie, movie preview-ish, if you will. Hey teachers, I know you're, I, this is me just workshopping the next teacher pep talk, isn't it? I don't even know what the next one's gonna be. And you don't either. You'll find out next week. Hey, teachers, I know your insurance sucks, but it's okay. Just show up anyway. that rhyme? No, it didn't. It's no, it's okay. Show up anyway. It did rhyme. I didn't mean to do that. I'm not a poet. Um, that's what it could be. Are you sick of writing subplans? Well, too fucking bad. They're not going to do it anyway, but you got to have it ready. At least your insurance sucks. <laughs> Actually, it's not that bad um, to make a subplan. But the insurance, I don't, I don't use my insurance because hopefully it stays that way. Some 29 and I don't want to die. Um, that was dark, took a dark turn, but that maybe that will be the next teacher prep talk. It'll be about insurance for teachers. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, I actually posted this a while ago and it was, so I took on a, a summer job to do because I, I am coaching and you get that stipend for all that stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining about my salary. I'm, I'm very lucky that I have like 10 additional stipends and things like that, but got a wedding to pay for. So I took on a summer job. And it's just one day a week just to get a little bit extra here and there. And, you know, that'll, that'll take care of 
you know, some expenses here or there. It's better than bleeding cash, right? Ah, that was me just taking a sip. Ooh, I have a rum and coke that I'm having on a Tuesday <clears throat> because tomorrow is uh, our makeshift finals week, if you will. But uh, And so I asked people like, hey, teachers, uh, if you have a summer job for whatever reason, uh, maybe you just like to do something, maybe it's for the, the finances of it all, maybe you got a wedding to pay for, a house to pay for, uh, whatever it is, what's your, uh, what's your summer job or what do you do during the summer? And so we've got uh, Be Love, Teach Love. Uh, she writes, this summer, regaining my sanity. <laughs> That's true. You do need to recharge. This is for sure one of the rare summers I'll probably take on. Like once the wedding's paid for, paid for, uh, I'm good. I'll be up a different salary lane, so it'll be fine. But just to get this, get through this hump right here. Uh, we've got HLOW 101-62017. Probably could have said 2017. Oh, 10, 16, 2017. Cool. Uh, summer school, teaching summer school. I chose not to. I applied to be a mentor, but I got picked up as a summer school teacher despite not applying for that. And so because I was picked up for that, I wasn't considered for any of the mentor positions that I was hoping to do. It was like a mentor for like kids that are doing remote learning. So you're in the building, helping them through that stuff. Uh, and I think that would have been a cool experience, trying to widen you know, all the things that I can do, not just teaching and instructional coach stuff. I'm trying to get past like just pedagogical stuff to see what else is out there in case I burn out immediately and, and need to find like a, like a somewhat like diagonal or lateral move to something else in that field. So I don't just throw the degree in the dirt. Speaking of degrees, Miss Sam and the Monstars writes, uh, finishing my master's June 30th. So hey, Cindy, congrats on, on finishing the master's. Welcome to the I don't go by master, but maybe we can, we can be co-masters at some point. Um, that's, that's a big deal. Uh, that's what I'm currently doing to become, I think, a master's plus 15 to move to the, a new salary lane. So my CPS people, hit me up if you're trying to move to lane three or four or five. And if you want to move to lane six, just go get that doctorate. You won't see me in that fucking line. Uh, Miss Megan Lee writes, babysitting and tutoring and selling Arbonne? Arbon. Is it like bonbons? Arbon? Arbon. Oh, those are, uh, is this a marketing pitch? <laughs> this is, uh, uh, supplement stuff? There's like three different versions. I'll be coming, oh, it's skincare and like other products and things. Okay. So you got a side hustle. That's good. Uh, we've got Amanda Corn with three N's, right? It's, uh, tutoring. It's a pretty common one. I mean, I was looking to either be a, like a mentor or like, not a tutor. I just couldn't quite do that. Uh, I need a break from pedagogy, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Lish Cromwell, Cromwell writes, uh, see, I had one drink and it's during the week, so I'm not used to it and I didn't eat dinner yet. So I'm just like fucked up. Uh, Lish uh, Cromwell writes, uh, not shit, <laughs> laying, <laughs> laying my tired ass on a floaty in my pool. <laughs> well, first off, you have a pool, so that's, that's, you're a step ahead. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, that sounds amazing. I, I do not have a pool, but I'll just run to LA Fitness and pretend like it's outside and like it's it's real. So, um, but yeah, if you've you've got a side hustle or a summer hustle or spring break hustle, uh, let me know because I'm curious about that. This is my first time outside of coaching because I coach during the summer. Always have ever since my first year teaching. Unfortunately, I don't know freedom <laughs> uh, outside of teaching ever since it started, but. Uh, I'm curious about more summer side hustles and what people are doing. 
Uh, if you want me to do an audiobook for you, it'll be $6,000 on Fiverr. <laughs> I activated it just at that crazy price so that it's worth my time. Um, anyway, so I don't know what else to say to the parents. It is what it is. We had our, our half-cap ceremony, and I'll tell you what, between the athletic banquet and then the half-cap ceremony when I'm announcing uh, the, the student-athletes for, for track, I didn't do it for football. Luckily, Justin took care of that one. Uh, but for half-cap, when there's almost nobody there, and you're trying to like pace it out so each kid gets their their moment to shine. You know, you don't want to take away from that, but you also don't want to like have too much of a pause, but you don't want to like overwhelm Claire who's handing out the certificates and things like that to the sophomores. That's what half cap is, by the way. It's graduation for sophomores as like a keep it going. You're on you're on track and and don't get discouraged and this is not the finish line. Keep going. Um so I was fighting the urge to be like, and next we have I was just trying to keep it flat because I think during the athletic banquet, I was trying to like get the energy up, but I wanted it to be a little more official for half cap. So I was kind of fighting between those two things. No one's paying attention. It doesn't matter. This is just how my mind works because that's what the overthinker with a little bit of anxiety does is they, over, they overthink it. Um, but it was cool to see some of the parents that showed up. It would have been really nice to have more parents, but it was the middle of the day. Uh, so I understand. So if you're a parent listening in, uh, maybe even a parent for the school that I work at. My, my apologies in advance. <laughs> um, but show up. It's it's nice. It's cool to see their their little faces light up um, when they've got their their people there. So even if they aren't there, though, we, we will be there for them, of course. Um, and we'll barbecue some undercooked chicken for them. Anyways, I uh, because there's so many kids that are unfortunately going to fail, and it, it comes out to being like, if you do 35% of the work, you can pass with a 59.5, which rounds up to a D as in dog, which is a passing grade. And um, I asked people, I'm going to take a, a sip of this liquor, which is fitting for this one. I asked them, what do you say to a kid who's just out of range at passing? Because I ran into this dilemma. I run, into, I run into it every year and I just haven't said anything. But this year, something different came over me. And I'm like, I'm going to say something to these kids. And it was more along the lines of, look, you really fucked it. No, I didn't say that. You, you damaged your grade a lot and you can't recover it. Uh, take it as a life lesson. But you can still pass the public law exam, which is a graduation requirement on your transcript. Granted, most kids didn't show up for that talk. I only got it to one kid. <laughs> it's ironic. Uh, and that kid just never showed up. We'll see if he shows up tomorrow for the Constitution. Uh, the public law exam, but I ask people on Instagram, uh, what do you tell kids? If they're out of range of passing, what's, what's your, your go-to response? And uh, Mui Mu wrote, your goal, is, your goal now is to get the highest failing grade that you can. I like that. You're being honest, but giving a little something to shoot for. Uh, Sergeant Gud Vangen, sorry, uh, says, uh, oh, hang on. Health teacher, it's okay. None of this matters in real life. <laughs> yeah, health doesn't matter. Health teacher, none of it matters. It's all good. Just go ahead and, you know, just please wrap it. Um, and then uh, Carlos GD92, uh, he put, um, okay, uh, I have had that conversation. I usually start with, I have to be honest and upfront with you. Yeah, that's a good way to go with it. You are not going to pass my class. I hope you can learn from this, but I know that your current grade is not an accurate reflection of your ability but a reflection on the consequences of your behavior, 
which is very true. It's never an ability question with kids that fail. Uh, anytime it is an ability thing, it's usually something where we, we loop in our special education team or we work on some sort of like way to work with the kid. Uh, we're very lenient. I, I drop things all the time. I excuse things on top of that. Uh, we have to give at least 45% in two of our categories. And one of them is 20%, the other is 50%. So 70% of your grade, the lowest you can go is a 45. And some of us do that in the other two categories or the other one of the two categories that are not already included. In other words, it's, it's really, it really is hard to pass. But a lot of kids have passed. And I'm not saying that they're doing it maliciously. There's only like one kid I think has been doing it maliciously. He's being kind of a dick. But um, there's a lot going on and I get it. But all I'm saying is parents, if you're in that boat, this sounds bad, but just can you just listen to the words of the professional and whatever your child may be saying, can you look at the actual concrete evidence first instead of just jumping in and contacting somebody above the teacher to try to act like you're going to, like it's not a gotcha moment. You know, I have such pristine records and notes in gradebook and physical notes and receipts of emails and phone calls. You're not going to get me. I'm not out to get your kid. You're not going to get me. I'm doing everything. I, I swear to God, I'm doing everything I can. Contacting, working with them, trying to talk to them, giving leniency, giving grace, giving alternatives, giving my time, whether it's lunch or before or after school or whatever it may be. Losing sleep over it, I think, is the main thing. I don't think a lot of people realize that if you're not a teacher, that you lose countless hours of sleep. Sometimes it's not that bad, like you're excited about something or you have a good idea and then you might get up and start writing something down before you lose it. Or you just, you're like, you got a good memory or something like that. Maybe you're a savant, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but a lot of the times it's losing sleep. And I'm not just talking about like the, the traumas that, you know your kids are going through. Just like a kid's failing, you don't understand why nothing you try is working. You know, it's, it's pretty common. So I just, it's just parents, most people listening are teachers, but if there is a parent or a student, just for the love of God, know that there is positive intent. We always try to approach your child and you, even if you're sending rude emails at four in the morning, we always try to approach you with uh, the assumption that you have positive intent. You just want your kid to pass. Now, asking, can you just give them that extra credit? And then you say, yeah, they can earn it. And then the parent goes, well, just give it to them. I don't know if they understand what they're saying there. Maybe they just mean like give them the assignment, but it's something that they could earn. I don't know. But just let's stop with the, the handouts and the trying to go over people's heads and you know, trying to act like it's a gotcha moment. We're all on the same side here. I promise you. But that is for sure something that... Uh, uh, it's a frustration. So, hey, if you're a teacher and you understand all this stuff, you, you're you on the same page. You probably Maybe you're shaking your head in the car, or nodding your head, sorry. Not, nodding, yes, that's up and down vertical. Shaking would be the no. So maybe you're nodding your head in the car or you're on the treadmill or you just finished some a workout or maybe you're in the classroom. And if there are students listening, hey, just please do what you got to do. And uh, tell your parents what's really going on and, you know, Whatever your comfort level is, let your teacher know, because it would really help us sleep a little better if we knew more of what was going on. But hey, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash classroom brew for all that bonus content and merchandise for the podcast. 
Uh, you can reach us at Classroom Brew on all the social medias like TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can email me, classroombrew at gmail.com. If you want to be on the podcast, you can also reach out. And a big shout out to everyone at Podbean for, for letting us become one of the 10 finalists. I appreciate that, uh, that vote of confidence. And to everyone that voted for us and allowed us to get to the second tier, uh, the second place, which is pretty sweet. Did not think that was going to happen. So, again, just to be an honor, just an honor to be a finalist, let alone within the top two. And of course, a big shout out to Michael. We're going to try to get on the podcast and bring us. Hey, everyone, stay safe. Hope the year is done or it's almost over. We're winding down very quickly. And uh, until next week, last is This is Classroom Brew.